The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Let's get to the Irish Network's hotline. Swain Event Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Let's get to Turkey Man. Turkey Man, good morning. Good morning, guys. Gobble, gobble. Hey, uh, remember, yeah, gobble, gobble. Remember me on Friday, I, I lost a, a close friend, first cousin, that we fished and hunted together a lot uh, last night or this afternoon. But anyhow, I just remember me in prayer. We'll do, my uh, friend. Everybody needs prayer. Everybody needs prayer. Hey, I was going to talk to you, talk about pitches. You know, and, of course, uh, somebody that throws over 100 mile an hour, it's, it's hard to get get up, but you can you can get you can make contact with it if you're a hitter. Uh, just uh, but that off speed pitch, that change up, that uh, that drop ball, or uh, curve ball, uh, they're they're really they're really difficult to hit behind that if you got a good pitch. But I think one of the hardest pitches to hit uh, is a knuckle ball, and. Uh, uh, tell the good folk about what a good knuckleball is. Man. It's uh, it's tough on a hitter because it's as slow as molasses, and mm-hmm. it's dancing all over the place as it's making its way to the plate. Yeah, and that ball never, it's just like it's frozen time. And I mean, you see it; it has no rotation really to it. It's just like it's frozen; it's moving here and there. And uh, do we have anybody that that throws knuckleball? No. That's a it's a it's a hard pitch to hit. You mentioned every every pitch there, but but the knuckleball and it's one of the hardest to hit, especially coming behind somebody that that's been they've been trying to catch up to. Also, one of the hardest to to throw uh, and and master the art of throwing. It's kind of cool to hear R. A. Dickey, former Vol, yeah. uh, yeah, talk about. Yep, talk about. It's been cool to hear him talk about how he mastered it and how his nails had to be the the right length and this grip on the ball and this situation and that grip on the ball and that situation. Uh, so if anybody's interested in that, I encourage them to look up on YouTube. Ari Dickey talking about it. And you're right, Turkey, man. It's hard to hit. It, it, it would be pretty fascinating if Tennessee had a knuckleballer to come in after Ben Joyce is throwing 102, 103, 104. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, uh, what's, the, what's the schedule? This week on baseball, uh, I, I like to say I have a lot of things going on, and I really had stayed on top of it. But uh, are there going to be any games that we can pick up on TV? Uh, not on TV, but you can stream them on uh, Watch ESPN or online. Uh, they okay. they play a doubleheader tomorrow. It was supposed to be a three game, normal three game series with Rhode Island Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but it is apparently supposed to snow in East Tennessee on Saturday morning. So they're not playing on Saturday. They're doing a doubleheader tomorrow starting at 2 p.m., two nine-inning games. The second game will start 45 minutes after the first one. And then the time for Sunday has not yet been announced, but I I was told that it'll be 12 or 1 on Sunday. So doubleheader Friday, no game Saturday, 12 or 1 on Sunday. Well, buddy, I'll let you go and talk to you later and have a good day. Thanks, Turkey Man. Think of you in prayer. 865 255 Fake Bob Kesslin on the text box says, 
what would you all consider a quote successful season without winning it all? Sweet 16, Elite Eight, or Final Four? I ran a poll yesterday on Twitter, and most people said Elite Eight is the floor. Elite Eight is the floor. Man, that's um That's brutal. That's tough. The floor? Elite Eight is the floor? Of it being a successful season? I, that's a little harsh, don't you think? Yeah, but I I don't I also don't blame anybody for thinking that. I really the, don't. The floor to consider a successful season? Mine is the Sweet 16. Now, I I do even with it being the Sweet 16, like I will be happy generally speaking if Tennessee makes a a Sweet 16, even if it ends in the Sweet 16, but I also kind of have a caveat of I also want to know the circumstances. If they go to the Sweet 16 and they lose another game like they did per, to Purdue, where the the team was equal, the the game was a coin flip. It, it could have gone either way, and the breaks just didn't go Tennessee's way. Or uh, like Conzo's Sweet 16 game against Michigan, where, again, evenly matched. Game was a, a coin flip, and the breaks just did not go Tennessee's way. Like, if that happens in the Sweet 16, like I'm not going to be upset with with just going to the Sweet 16. I'm sorry, I'm not. I'll I'll be disappointed and I'll I'll be sad because I'm a Tennessee fan who wants to see Tennessee go to the Final Four and win a national championship. But like I'm I'm not going to start a petition to fire Rick Barnes if if a Purdue situation or Michigan situation happens again. But also on the flip side of that, if there's a, a Cinderella team like an Oregon State that that makes a run to the Sweet 16 or uh, Loyola Chicago that, that makes a run to the Sweet 16, and I feel like Tennessee's the better team and should win that game and they lose in the Sweet 16 to a team that they, I don't think that they should, then I'll be frustrated in that manner. Yeah, I'm going to be frustrated regardless of, of, of what happens, right? You lose, you know, you, you want to win every game. I'll be frustrated. I'll be disappointed. But, like, I'm – I'm reading this very carefully. Consider a, quote, successful season. An Elite Eight is the floor? We're talking being one of the last eight teams standing. And you look at this year's college basketball there's not a clear-cut number one team. No. There's a bunch of really good teams mm-hmm. that that could all that could that could win it all. Gonzaga can win it all. Arizona can win it all. Baylor could win it all. Now Baylor has kind of fallen off. Some injuries. Late in the season versus at the beginning of the season, but they're still twenty six and five. Auburn is more than capable. Kentucky is more than capable. Kansas, Duke, Villanova is a good team. Purdue, early in the season, people felt like, yo, this was this was a Final Four contender. They've had a little bit of a drop-off, but they're more than capable and they have studs. Tennessee is is right there top for, for not ninth place or 
Purdue's tied with Tennessee with 10th place in the AP poll, whatever. But, like, there's a lot of good teams. And you mentioned something that I was going to mention. Like, the circumstances matter. Yes. Like, they matter. And it's hard. Like, it's hard to get to the Final Four. It is hard to be one of those teams. As great as Coach K is, as great as he's been able to recruit and Coach Kyle, them dudes ain't getting to the Elite Eight every season, nope. Final Four every season. It is hard. I don't think people understand that it's not like football where it's the same teams every year and the margin of, of error between winning and losing is not as thin in football as it is in basketball in this tournament setting because – We've seen the UCLA's with Tyus Etnies when they won a championship with uh, Ed O'Bannon. That year, they needed a Tyus Etney coast-to-coast layup late at the buzzer to win to advance. And that UCLA team won the national championship. We saw two years ago, three years ago, Virginia winning championship. And their last three or four games – all came down to, like, one possession. It's tough. So the circumstances for me matter. Um, I, I think we said this yesterday, the day before. If if we get into a situation where it's very obvious you're getting out coach and the rotation's all messed up and you know, guys look like they're just not ready to play like last year's game against Oregon State, then okay. But referee misses a blatant double dribble call in the last possession of a game referee calls a charge call when Jarnell Stokes is about to make the basket to win the game I mean I'm not gonna try to fire Rick Barnes in that moment and I'm not gonna call the season a A failure a failure or or not successful Uh, I'm sorry I'm just I'm not it's not championship or bust it's not final four or bust I would, I would, to to answer the question, I would say Sweet Sixteen is the floor. Yeah, for me, for a successful season. But a, as I mentioned, there there is also some. Hey, I want to see the circumstances as well. Yep, because I, I, I do agree. think you can get to the Sweet Sixteen and it maybe still be a failure just because you do have the talent to go further. Yeah, and you play and you're playing well right now. And you know, Gonzaga also speaks to how hard it is to win in the NCAA tournament. And look, as people who listen to the show know. I have been a, uh, I'm not going to say a Gonzaga hater because I, I've enjoyed watching Mark Few's program over the years. I, I like Gonzaga, but I am not a believer in them when it comes tournament time because I truly do believe that the fact that they're not really tested throughout the regular season hurts them in the postseason. I, I truly believe that. Uh, and, and last year, they, they somewhat debunked my theory because they did make it to the national championship game. They just weren't able to win it. But I, I think Gonzaga speaks to how hard it is to win in the NCAA tournament. This year, Gonzaga is going to the NCAA tournament for the 22nd year in a row. No championships to show for it. 22 years in a row they've been in the NCAA tournament and, and zero national championships to show for it. They've made one prior to this run 
that they're on. And and I would be curious to see, I don't know off the top of my head, how many Final Fours Gonzaga has been in. Was was last year the first year, or had they been to the Final year final Four before last year? Ben? Uh, 2016, 17, they went to the Final Four. Mm-hmm. They played in championship game and lost. And then last year, they played in championship game and lost. So, um, Those are the only two years that they've uh, made it to the Final Four? Yep. So yep. two Final Fours, how, how many Elite Eights? Because two Final Fours in, in 22 years? 1920, uh, we know there's no season. 17-18, Sweet 16. I mentioned 16-17, they were runner-up. 15-16, Sweet 16. 14-15, Elite 8. 13-14, third round. 12-13, third round. 11-12, second round. 2010, second round. 2009, second round. 2008, Sweet 16. And then before that, first round, first round, Sweet 16, second round, second round, second round, first round. Sweet 16. So, like, it's it's hard. And Gonzaga shows that. It's like it, it's hard. He's the best coach without a championship in yeah. college basketball. Not even close. Him and Rick Barnes. Like, it, it's it's hard. So, you know, since we – and this is a good question by – really good question. Really good question. By fake Bob By Kessler. fake Bob Kessler. Don't get me wrong. So, if we want to go hypothetical, okay, let's do it. Right now, Tennessee is – a number th- uh, a third seed in the South region playing in Pittsburgh. You'll play Colgate. All right, you beat Colgate. Our friends from Colgate. You will play the winner between Iowa and Creighton, okay? That'd be a tough little game. And then, all right, let's say you beat Iowa. The Sweet 16 game, guess what that is, man? Guess what that is? Probably Duke. Duke! Assuming Duke wins. It's Duke. All Duke has to do is... Beat Jacksonville State, Michigan, or Boise State. And they but, should do that. But the Sweet 16 game is going to be a Duke-caliber team. And you sit here trying to tell me that if you don't beat Duke, you can't look at the season as, un- uh, as uh, successful and the the Elite Eight is the floor? Yeah. I'm with you. The floor? No. Sweet 16 is the floor. For me. Yeah, me too. Uh, two side notes. A, if somehow Michigan, and you're looking at Joe Lenardi's bracket, if somehow Michigan made it to the Sweet 16 and so did Tennessee, and Jawan Howard threw a punch, do you think Urosh would throw a punch back? Man, knock Jawan Howard out. <laughs> also, the other side note, how cool would it be to play villain and end Coach K's career? That would be awesome. His final game, he loses to Tennessee in the Sweet 16. That would be pretty cool. Vaughn Birmingham asks, if we win the SEC championship and get beat in the first round of the tournament, is the season a failure? Yes. I I agree. (laughs) Yes. Can't lose in the first round to a Colgate type of team. Because if you you win the SEC tournament, you're probably going to go to a two seed. Yes. I mean. And then you really can't lose. this This is the best year of the league in basketball. Where do they have Murray State and UTC? UTC in the Midwest region as a 13th as, as, seed. Okay, as what seed? That's what I'm wondering. 13th seed, uh, okay. Chattanooga. And then you asked about Murray State. 
I think they're going to be a higher seed than 13. I think they're going to be like a 9 or a 10. They should be. They're going to put Murray State in the West, huh? No, they got them in the East as a 9. I want to avoid those two teams. I, and I'm, I I mentioned those two specifically, yes, because they're, they're somewhat local ties. Uh, Murray only 10 minutes across the, the border uh, from good old Paris Landing, Tennessee. But uh, We know, man. We know you from Paris. <laughs> we uh, know you got family. Paul Chris Cubs says it too. But I, I mentioned those two teams because I was thinking of when we talked about Tennessee losing to a 14 seed or 15 seed in, in the first round, I was thinking of possible upset teams that Tennessee could play. And uh, as Vol Grizz Cubs says, Tennessee wants no part of those two teams. 865-255-03. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Swain Event. You don't say. Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Top 100 barbecue restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, 
you feel good. Go to MarkNelsonDenim.com. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at that he had some good stuff for around the SEC earlier in the show, Ben, so don't let us down. I won't. Let's uh, talk about how bad Georgia is at basketball. Uh, Georgia loses last night 86-51 to in the first round of the SEC tournament to Vanderbilt. 86-51 to Vanderbilt in the SEC tournament is just absolutely disgusting. It makes me want to throw up in my mouth. It was just bad basketball. It was terrible basketball. Terrible basketball. Terrible basketball. Uh, Georgia finishes the season 6-26. and 26. It's the third worst winning percentage in program history. They won 18% of their games. Uh, better than only two Georgia teams in the 50s. Uh, this according to Seth Emerson, who covers Georgia for the athletic, mainly covers football, but obviously basketball, a hot topic down there in Athens at the moment. As anyone has been well aware for a while now, a coaching change will happen once the season is over, and the season is now over. <laughs> now, in Tom Crean's four years at Georgia, 11-21 and 21 year one, 16-16 and 16 year two, 14-12 and 12 year three, Six and twenty-six in year four. Tom Crean went forty-seven and seventy-five, fifteen and fifty-seven in SEC games. Fifteen and fifty-seven. You know my favorite part about Georgia, and it's six wins this season. Two of those wins were against Alabama and Memphis. <laughs> That's hilarious. This dude had Severe Wheeler and Anthony Edwards on the same team. Was Severe Wheeler not the year after? I thought Severe was a freshman last year. Was he? Was a he? Was he not? I don't know. It depends on whether he was a freshman or sophomore last year. He also had Katie Johnson on the team with Severe Wheeler last year. I know Katie's a sophomore, so maybe I'm lumping in Severe. Uh, Seth Emerson, while you're looking that up, says. Uh, Green inherited a program from Mark Fox that had five straight winning seasons. The goal was to take it to another level, and instead, well, here we are. 
five straight winning seasons under Mark Fox, and then they go out and get Tom Crean, who went 47-75 and 75 and 15-57 and 57 in SEC play. That is ridiculous. Not great. Severe Wheeler was a freshman, 19-20 and 20 season. Anthony Edwards was also a freshman. Okay. Uh, they came in together, but that that recruiting class was really, really good. Really good. They were young players, but still really good. We've seen teams with highly rated freshman players play well before. So, yeah, my original point stands. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Katie Johnson came in the year after, so that's why I was confused there. I, for some mm. reason, I thought Severe Willer came in with Katie Johnson. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, but the other SEC tournament game, Missouri beats Ole Miss 72 to 60, and Missouri advances to play LSU. Vanderbilt advances to play Alabama. And we have four games today down in Tampa at the SEC tournament. Florida plays Texas AM here at noon Eastern. That'll be the first game of the day. Florida, two and a half point favorites and playing for the NCAA tournament lives. They need to really go on a run in Tampa this week to make the tournament. Missouri and LSU, they'll play afterwards at 2 o'clock on the SEC Network. LSU, 10.5-point favorites over Missouri. Could it be Conzo's last game as Missouri's head coach? Uh, Mississippi State and South Carolina begin the nightcap at 6 p.m. Eastern on the SEC Network. All games today are on the SEC Network. Mississippi State four-point favorites, and the winner of Mississippi State-South Carolina will advance to face Tennessee tomorrow. And then the nightcap, the second game of the nightcap, Vanderbilt, Scotty Pippen Jr. against Alabama. It's going to be a good one. 8 p.m. Eastern. Really, I don't know why the ESPN app says 8 p.m. Eastern uh, because at 8 p.m., Mississippi State-South Carolina will be ending, if not going over a couple of minutes, so – uh, Vanderbilt, Alabama will be 25 minutes after Mississippi State and South Carolina, Alabama, six-point favorites. And as we established to start the show, better for Tennessee if Alabama wins just because Alabama has a better chance at beating Kentucky than Vanderbilt does. Uh, do we have a preference between Mississippi State and South Carolina? I mean, South Carolina was never an issue at all. Mississippi State... Some resistance, but we were playing it away, and they were playing at home. So, Rick Barnes is Mississippi State and Ben Hallen's daddy. And there's been some great moments against Mississippi State in the SEC tournament. Shout out to Admiral. South Carolina is even worse. We've been beating South Carolina down really, really bad. I'd rather see South Carolina. I I don't want to deal with uh, Tolu Smith in the post. I don't want to deal with Garrison Brooks in the post. Iverson Molinar, the league's leading scorer, as you pointed out yesterday. Uh, Mississippi State. I, I think Scottie Pippen Jr. is now. Oh, oh, it, at, it, it was between Pippen, um, J.D. Note, and Iverson Molinar. Like, all those three of those guys were, like, real close together for majority of the season. And then I think Scottie Pippen surpassed all those guys most okay. recently. So it should be a fun day of SEC basketball. The only other note that I've got for you, not a whole lot going on with football. 
the last couple of days is a basketball recruiting note that actually affects Tennessee. Uh, over the weekend, Kentucky signee Sky Clark Let's go. requested his release from the University of Kentucky. Let's go. His father told 247 Sports. Uh, Sky Clark, for those who do not know, is ranked as the number 26 overall player in the 2022 class, according to 247. And uh, as I mentioned, decommitted from Kentucky. His father confirmed on Sunday, uh, six foot three, one eighty-five pound point guard point at guard. Montverde Academy, Ooh. who had previously committed to Kentucky in October of 2020 over his other finalists, including Memphis, North Carolina, and UCLA. The standout senior posted a statement on Twitter detailing his decision to ask for a release. First and foremost, I would like to thank Coach Cal, the entire coaching staff, as well as Big Blue Nation for all of the love and support you all have shown me over the past two years. Yada, 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 yada. Uh, says uh, his, well, he did not say this, but Clark's primary recruiter at Kentucky was Joel Justice, who is now the top assistant at Arizona State. So interesting development there. Uh, but Travis Branham, who also tweeted out this news, uh, said that, Five-star point guard Sky Clark has heard from Illinois, Tennessee, mm-hmm. Arizona State, Syracuse, Georgetown, Xavier, Overtime Elite, and the G League, mm. amongst others, since reopening his recruitment and that Kentucky will still be an option. I bet he's going to play professionally. Yeah, probably. Why else would you do that? I mean, you basically give up, give up a Porsche. So you're giving up a Porsche – Go somewhere else, or you about to give up a Porsche? And go? I mean, it is Kentucky. Yeah, you get a Porsche and more. You're right about that. Speaking of speaking of NIL, what 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 Florida State doing? Not giving out deals. That's the that's the worst thing that can possibly happen to a school is when you have. A a player complaining about NILs at your school. That's the worst. That's the worst possible thing that can happen. Jarvis Brown Lee Jr. Who? I'm over here looking him up. Never heard of him. Not familiar with his work. This is Instagram. Maybe it's a me problem. Jarvis Brownlee who is a corner on the Florida State football team on his, what must it be like? I think that's Instagram. NFL, NFL. But, that is Instagram. Uh, Instagram. Private. FSU NIL deals. None. <laughs> With a check mark. Not a good look if you're Florida State. That's a problem. That's a big-time problem. Big-time problem. But Tennessee don't have that problem. We don't have that problem at all. We got NIL deals. About to be on my Suge Knight. You want an NIL deal? A real NIL deal? Done the right way? Come to Tennessee. That's how you do it right there. Come to Tennessee. It's the last thing you want if you are a college program is have one of your players 
publicly criticizing the lack of NIL deals. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Also, so everybody wants to now believe that uh, Tennessee is doing what it needs to do in, in the NIL game? See, this is what frustrates me. Don't do it. Don't do it to him, Ben. No, I'm I'm more so speaking to fans. They they get all hot and bothered when we get all hot and bothered. And we're the ones being emotional and all this and all that when when we respond, when we're trying to, to give factual information out. But yet when when we bring up the receipts, we're 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 being ridiculous. We're being over the top. Cash, and and they're also nowhere to be found. Cashville Vol says, but our offense said we missed on verse because they had a better NIL. Hmm. I remember when when we talked about Jared Verse and how we said it wasn't about just NIL with, with Florida State and how we mentioned that they have a really good defensive line coach too. And Odell Haggins has also done a great job with edge rushers, just like Rodney Garner and defensive linemen. Just like Rodney Garner. I remember us saying that. I also remember us saying that NIL was not going to be an issue for Tennessee for months, and people did not want to believe us for months. Well, yes. And now everybody's believing in Tennessee's NIL ability. Had, Funny had, how that works. Well, you had conflicting reports, man. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people who didn't know what they were talking about saying that Tennessee didn't have an NIL deal in place. So, okay. That Tennessee had no idea what it was doing. Tennessee's been setting the industry standard since it could be able to. Or Spire has, I should say. Yeah, Spire. Rodney and all sales. Why you not why you don't like Ed O'Bannon, man? He ruined he ruined college football game for you? Is that why folks don't like Ed O'Bannon? Nah, I don't know why. Well, he's the one that set everything in motion with the uh name, image, and likeness. And Oh, Rodney hates uh, Ed O'Bannon because he's the one that got NCAA video game taken away. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I hate Ed O'Bannon, too. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I just said that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't hear you say video game. Um, Vaughn Storm says to me, successful CD, successful means exceeding expectations. Uh, Sweet 16 is the expectation. Elite 8 is successful. Also, an SEC tournament championship exceeds expectations. I'm trying to digest that. Doesn't successful mean meeting the expectation? That's what I mean. I... And then what Volstorm described would be exceeding expectations. I didn't. Re- I didn't have a expectation early in the season about where Tennessee would be in the tournament because I didn't. I didn't know how this team would come together. You just assume, all right, you have Kenny Chandler. All right, you got John Fulkerson, and hopefully he can be the old John Fulkerson. You got Josiah Jordan-James. You got Vescovy. But it's still hard to be like, yo, Elite Eight, for sure, at the beginning of the season. It's hard to set the expectation at the beginning of the season. I think the expectation really gets set and firmly throughout the season according to how you play. And I think 
a sweet 16 or better run, I think, is the expectation for this basketball team. And matchups matter. The draw matters. That stuff matters. But I fully expect Tennessee to be playing at a certain level in the first second round. And I'm not talking about struggling with Colgate. Like teams that are playing for a chance to go to Elite Eight, they take care of business in the first round. Like you, you, you see how they're playing. They don't play down in competition. And that's what I want to see from, from our basketball team. But the Elite Eight is not the floor for me. It is the Sweet 16. Uh, Vol Grizz Cubs said um, the Kentucky player that decommitted tweeted out that he will be playing at a university. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's Vol Storm's definition. I'd, uh... I don't know about it. we we'll let Vol Storm have his own de- uh, definition of, of of successful. Well, and, and and it's not even worth kind of discussing because no matter what we discuss, Volstorm is going to think that he is right and he's not going to come off of his thought process. So it's just might as well let Volstorm think what he wants to think. Volstorm's always right though. Always right. Um, with uh, Sky Clark, the Kentucky or former Kentucky commit, I'd be curious to see if uh, Tennessee made a, a run at him because you do have Zakai Ziegler coming back. You're adding BJ Edwards. Uh, theoretically, Santiago returns. But uh, I, think it's still, I wonder how hard of a run Tennessee would make at him. I still think it's hard to set expectations at the beginning of beginning of a season. Well, I'm talking about pursuing Sky Clark. Oh. Like, I wonder how hard they will pursue him since they have Sakai coming back and they're adding B.J. Edwards. You have Santi coming back, theoretically. Do you, do you go all in on trying to get a Sky Clark? I, I don't know the answer to that. That's a good. That's a good question. You just need post players uh, desperately. Well, yeah. You better get transfer portal and find another Jonas Adu. Although I I do think Jonas Adu and Brandon Huntley Hatfield will have good year twos, but you still need to go add somebody. Vaughn Birmingham says Ben, we went through some bad times and lost trust in the administration and boosters. Too much infighting and bad hires. So. I'm, I'm sure most of the fan base assumed they were screwing up the NIL. Also, I was one of the people, but I was wrong. I walk it back. They are doing what is needed for Tennessee to be successful. Danny White is running a good athletic program. The athletic department as a whole is the healthiest it has been in a long time. You're right, Vaughn Birmingham. My gripe was that, and I said this at the time, that you have people who have been in the business for years and years and years, who have a good reputation over at VolQuest, Swain himself, that are telling you that, hey, Tennessee has this figured out, but people still weren't wanting to listen. So, I mean, I, I get it. But again, people who do not steer the fans wrong were, were telling you that Tennessee was going to be perfectly fine in this in this new world and and people still did not want to listen. And it was some of the pushback that was a little over the top that was annoying. Not you specifically, Vaughn Birmingham, but from some others. 
I, yeah, I understand where Vaughn Birmingham is coming from. I do. I do. But I'm glad we can we can move forward and and know that we won't be left behind. We will be one of the top teams in the country. We won't be the we won't be the top team in the NIL game, but we will be one of the top. And I think that's what matters. That's what really, 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 really matters. So uh, hopefully we can move on. And um, that's a lesson for everybody to really be careful about where you're getting the information from before jumping off a cliff. Be be sure before putting yourself out there because there's a lot of people that cover Tennessee and there's a lot of people who do it for fun. And being right doesn't matter or excuse me, being wrong doesn't matter to them. Oh, I was wrong, whatever. I, you know, I'm just a fan. I don't really cover a team. I'm just a fan. It don't, it don't really matter. Oh, sue me. I was wrong, whatever. They don't take you know, the pride and the passion to get it right. And then there's people that take them at a gospel. So just be careful. Just be just be careful with, with um, you know, where you get your information from. And not to say that we're not human and, Humans are going to make mistakes. You're going to get it wrong. If a kid sit here and tells you, I'm coming to Tennessee, and you report, hey, this kid, there's a good chance that Tennessee's going to get him. A highly likely chance that this Tennessee is going to get this kid. And then the kid just changes their mind and lies. Then it looks bad on that person who reports that. And that happens sometimes, too. So it's impossible to be perfect. In anything, and especially in this business. But you can't claim to have inside sources and be pumping out the fact that Tennessee was left behind in our game. Because if you had those inside sources, those same sources would have provided you information to be accurate in describing where Tennessee was, which was in the mix, if not at, at the top of the NIL game in the country. That's all I'm saying. 865-255-03. Our three is powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Reinventing men's health care. For what is coming up on the Swain event? Fellas. When it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the MN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to MarkNelsonDenim.com. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 
40 Second Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at swainevent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865 382 7007 42nd Street brand strategy design more and more Tennessee businesses are switching to iris networks for reliable local high quality high speed business fiber internet iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days iris also offers next generation business phones with work from anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app with local sales support and service iris is a partner in the community learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-iris iris networks a tennessee business connecting tennessee businesses litter is a big problem in tennessee but together we can do big things we can make our cities our waterways our roads cleaner and safer the tennessee department of transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities but we need your help to do it there are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time and it costs tdot about 19 million dollars a year just to clean it up the first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Top 100 barbecue restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for Pickup, or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. There is no better restaurant in town to enjoy the madness of March with. Cheer on the Vols and the Lady Vols with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue, the search is over. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. 
I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. There are articles and news stories that you read about the things that people do. And when you're reading those and you start to shake your head, you start to scratch your head a little bit, you get confused. You don't understand why. You start to ask questions. But really, there's only one question that matters. What is that question you may ask? For what? All right, Stafford, for what? Ben, you said you had us taken care of today, so let it ride. I do. I'm going to uh, the land of ACC basketball for two for what's today. Going to give Buddy Bayheim. A for what? For sucker punching a player in yesterday's game. Uh, also going to give Duke basketball a for what? Now that that was kind of my main one uh, that's been in my bookmarks the last couple of days. And then Buddy Beheim popped up yesterday. But I'm giving Duke a for what? Because uh, according to Sports Illustrated, Duke was apparently not happy that North Carolina didn't honor Coach K in Chapel Hill last month. And I think that is so silly. Do I think it's petty that North Carolina did not honor Coach K? Yes. It ain't petty. It is petty. How's that's it not, not petty? That's not your coach. It, but it's petty not to honor everybody in America. All these schools you're going to are honoring him, and you're the one school that that, that is petty. I, look, I like it. I'm not saying I dislike it. I like the decision. I would have made the same decision if I'm North Carolina, but it's still petty. It is petty. That's the definition of petty. Um, but again, I like it. And I'm giving Duke a for what? For being upset that your rival, the biggest, arguably the biggest rivalry in all of sports, you're upset that they didn't honor your coach. That's how it's supposed to be. And y'all are upset about this? Could you be any more sensitive? North Carolina doesn't owe Coach K a ceremony. Nope. He's your biggest rival. Why are you upset about this? Uh, but Sports Illustrated says that uh, uh, North Carolina spoiled Duke 
Coach Mike Kersesh. Oh, I can't say his last name. Coach K's home <laughs> farewell bid at Cameron Indoor Stadium on Saturday night as the Tar Heels upset the Blue Devils 94-81. Uh, but Sunday's game isn't the most recent matchup that's turning some heads. What gained attention on Monday is the two programs' previous contests in Chapel Hill. North Carolina elected not to honor Coach K in his final game at the Dean Dome, spurning efforts made by other rival schools in the ACC that elected to do so in Coach K's final season. The lack of gesture from North Carolina reportedly upset some associated with the Duke basketball program. ESPN's Wright Thompson wrote, Duke entered its toughest stretch of the season, four games in eight days, five and 12. Those became coded mantras, four and eight, five and 12, and the whole program hunkered in battle mode like a warship that sounds generals, quarters, and turns on red lights. Duke won that first game against Carolina, Folks inside the program bristled that the Tar Heels didn't honor Coach K during the game and then turned around and lost to Virginia, a well-coached team that gives Duke fit. So I, I think Duke looks so silly in this. North Carolina does not owe you anything. Bayham looks silly, too, because his son literally punched a Florida State player, and the player crumbles to the ground, and Jim Bayham said he didn't think the punch was on purpose and call it inadvertent. Can't push him twice. You can't let people push you around. Also, he thought it was inadvertent. Inadvertent. Reporter immediately challenged him on it and said it was a punch to the stomach and that it was intentional. Bayham said he disagreed. Sticking up for his boy, I guess. Low T Center has affordable convenient options for treating Low T, including monitored self-inject treatments that ship directly to your home. Make your health a priority this year. Schedule your annual health assessment. It's covered by most health insurance and less than $100 for self-pay. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online. That's LowTCenter and LowTCenter.com, reinventing men's health care. I mean, it's a clear punch. Pretty good. I appreciate him taking up for his boy. In some sense. He looks silly, though. Yeah, but I also... Actually, the more I think about it, I don't appreciate him taking up for Buddy. Because it was a clear sucker punch. And you're enabling him and making him think that it's okay. Think about this. And, and maybe the tone's different behind the, the scenes. But I know that if I did that to somebody in the game, my dad would have gone onto the court and wrung my neck think in about, that moment. Think about this. If he is taking up for his son and everyone can see that video and knows that, like, Buddy Beham punched that player in the stomach. It wasn't inadvertent. Imagine what Buddy Beham was able to get away with behind closed doors. <laughs> like, I surely Jim Beham is getting on to him behind closed doors and just taking up for him publicly. But still, I, I don't know. Just own it, man. I'm I'm – I have not experienced being a father yet, but it, it seems like even publicly you would need to <laughs> not, I would say scold him. I mean, get, even condemn it publicly. Just, yeah, just own it. Just own it and move forward. Take, a, take take responsibility for it and just move move on. You make it worse when you do this. Man. Yes. A little we all, now. like, we can see the punch. It was a punch. You, you bring more attention to it yeah. when, when you – Take up for something that should not be taken up for. Seth 
Uh, Linderman says, Bayham sounds like a dad in the stands during a youth football game arguing with other parents after his kid rips the helmet off another player and hit him with it and say, well, he got he to learn to stick up for himself. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know how Bayham incriminated himself? He said, you can't let people push you around. Oh, my gosh. But you said the punch was inadvertent. You're just admitting that you got to do something when somebody's pushing you around. So did he inadvertently respond to being pushed around? Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Hey, buddy, like, Bayham think we boo-boo the fool out here. I'm tripping. We're not stupid. We're not stupid, Jim. We are not stupid. He told on himself when he said that. You can't let people push you around. It's true. Which is why your son responded. Like it, it was it was planned out. It was premeditated. It wasn't inadvertent. <sighs> Whatever. Wanna play Syracuse. Oh, never mind. They, they're not gonna make it to the first. Do they trash this year? For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. Hope y'all have a great Thursday. Swain events fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Perfect day for the Bernie Mac. Pimento mac and cheese topped with Birkins. Little buffalo wing sauce over the top. Chow chow on the side. Perfect day for Mac Attack. Perfect day for a slab of ribs. Pulled pork sandwich. Perfect day at Dead End Barbecue. 7 a.m. tomorrow morning, the Swain event will be back. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. Peace and love. We are out.